and welcome back to What Moves You with Jesse. The other day, I found myself feeling a stirring inside of me as if there was something that wanted to emerge to show me something new about my mind. And though I know better than to do this, I am human after all, (laughs) I dug around trying to think my way to finding the nugget that wanted to be exposed. In the shower, I scrubbed and scrubbed my scalp with fervor, trying to see the unseeable, until I woke up to how much shampoo I had lathered up in my very non-present state of searching. (laughs) One thing that has been incredibly peaceful and hopeful about understanding how I work inside, albeit how we all work inside, is knowing that if there's a stirring inside of me, or if I feel like I'm up against a wall or a roadblock about something, I can rest assured that if I put it down... At some point, something will occur to me that will help me see more clearly about whatever it is I'm stewing on. Something fresh, something new, that will give me a hell of a lot more understanding than anything my brain could deliver. Anyhow, after I woke up to what I was doing with the shampoo burning my eyes out, (laughs) I had a giggle at myself and remembered, Ah, this isn't where you find it, Jess. Get on with the day. So a couple of clients and one workout later, I found myself on the floor of my living room completely one with the towel I had laid out as my mat. You know that delicious yet very sensitive period of time after a workout when you feel wonderful, but if you stay in one place for too long, you become rigor mortis? No? Just me? (laughs) So I'm on the floor and I've decided if I'm stuck here, I may as well look at something and stay stuck for a little while longer. I decided to pull up a conversation that had been recorded between two colleagues of mine, Rohini Ross and Rachel Langer. The theme of the conversation was that there are never any exceptions to the fact that our experience is created from inside of us 100% of the time. It was a wonderful conversation, and in the midst of Rachel sharing a story, I could feel those stirrings within me again. I let the conversation finish, then my gut said, rewatch the beginning. So I did, and on this pass, I heard her say something that slipped past my intellect and tickled my soul. So you don't feel left in the dark, the synopsis of the story is that Rachel has had a distaste for vegetables her whole life. And not just a dislike thing, but a full-on how am I ever going to be able to eat healthier if I want to puke at even the whiff of a vegetable kind of thing. Now mind you, Rachel has a five-year-old daughter and is not in her 20s, so though this story may sound banal and way too ordinary to have an insight around... I beg of you to stay with me because the profound tends to show up in the ordinary and when we least expect it. So to move the story along, Rachel, who can't stand vegetables and who also teaches this understanding that I share with you, has always had a hang up around her vegetable block because again, if our experience is coming from inside of us 100% of the time, no exceptions, Her hate for vegetables can't be coming from the vegetables. 
Cut to a conversation she was watching between our colleague Linda Pransky and a client of hers. When Linda offhandedly said to the client, you have a thing about things you don't like. Something clicked for Rachel. Holy shit. I don't have to care that I don't like vegetables. In that moment, it felt like a miracle. All of a sudden, it was no longer about how can I try to understand myself better so I can convince myself or at least somehow get to a place where I can enjoy something that I don't like. Here's the thing, guys. Understanding that your experience is coming from inside of you 100% of the time does not mean that you are learning something that will lead you to the promised land of loving and enjoying everything you do in life. It does not mean that you're going to live in a world of make-believe where you are untouchable. It's impossible. There are way too many variables in life. What it does mean is that knowing where your experience is coming from can bring you relief, knowing that your peace of mind is not at the behest of your circumstances, which is a constant moving target with all those variables out there. So when it came to Rachel and the vegetables, she was able to see clearly, oh yeah, I don't have to like them, but I also don't have to care that I don't like them. And in seeing that, She found herself energized and motivated to eat them because it became much more important to nourish herself with the vegetables as opposed to trying to force herself to like something that she didn't. Can you feel the difference? All of this was so fascinating to me, but it wasn't until I peeled myself off the floor that the insight hit me like a ton of bricks. I'd walk to the kitchen, then to the bathroom and the bedroom, and I was noticing how badly we needed to straighten up the house. I was saying to myself, that's gross, and that needs to be done. Oh, that counter needs to be wiped, and I have to clean out the dishwasher next since Mike's been doing it so much. And out of nowhere, I realized I was walking around the house thinking about all of these things that I didn't like, but I didn't care that I didn't like them, so they weren't actually bothering me. Did my house magically clean itself? Did my distaste of the state of my house change? No, but I didn't care that I was bothered, so I didn't end up spinning out and getting all tirady about how messy things were. If I did care about how much I didn't like the state of the house in that moment, More than likely, I would have become edgy, short, and then taken it out on Mike by saying things like, we need to get better at keeping up the house when we're busy. Or I'd think up plans of how we should have our own zones to be responsible for or something, knowing full well that that would never actually stick for us, which would piss me off even more. (laughs) But instead, as I now have words for, I didn't care about what I wasn't liking, And guess how that turned out? I stayed in a lighter feeling about it. I mentioned that the house was getting kind of gnarly, 
And the next day, we both found ourselves cleaning different parts of the house on our own when we had time. There was no pressure. So to get this deeper within you, I would love for you to take some time to reflect on where in your life you do things that you don't necessarily like, but you don't care that you don't like them. So you feel more free to experience them in the moment. Feel into how you handle that experience with ease, even though it's not your favorite thing to do. Here's another example from my life that is actually also around vegetables. (laughs) I have forever hated green beans. For the longest time when Mike would cook, I would beg him not to make them because I detested them so much. One day he asked me if I could please get over my hate for the vegetable every once in a while because it was one of his favorites and he loved to make them. So I did because the resolve for me to be fair became much more important than my trite distaste. In that process, however, I have found myself eating green beans, probably on average of about once per week. Do I still not like them? Pretty much. But again, it's not about forcing myself to like the green beans. It's about accepting that I don't like the green beans and... Oh, well, there's so much more room for the possibility of having a different experience of them, or at the very least, being able to enjoy the dinner they're coming with because I'm not hung up on the damn things. (laughs) It is such a small and simple awareness to recognize that you don't have to care that you don't like things. You don't have to take that so seriously. But it's so, so big in recognizing that you can have a more peaceful experience of life, even in the face of green beans. Sending love in all directions, and I'll see you next week.